Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am Master GM. What's up, y'all? Hey, 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 y'all. This is episode 11 of the Celtics Rewind, talking all things Boston Celtics. Still having the best record in the league. I'm JP, the franchise. I got my co-host with me. Great content creator, Nat the GM. What's up, What's Nat? going on? I think everybody is a Celtics fan, right, JP? Oh, yeah, everybody has to be a Celtics fan since we're the only team that have single-digit losses while everybody's in the double losses. So that's good right there. And like I said, you know, some people are inside Boston Celtic fans and all that. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Just We're going to make you come out a little bit now. So, <laughs> so we have a very special guest right here, um, this dude is so dope i'll follow him on x he be talking uh football be talking basketball talk about any sport he's dope as always and uh every thursday night around 8 30 p.m he has his podcast called the jones in podcast i got we got jones from jones and all sports what's up jones? what's going on thank you guys for having me justin we've been trying to get this done for a little while now you already know what it is we come to talk some What's Celtics. It, it, it hurts a little bit. It stings a little bit, but I got to come and support you guys. So let's have some fun with it. <laughs> what? It, it, it should not hurt. It, it should not hurt. You are a Celtics fan now. You need to take that Heat jersey and dump it in the trash can and put on a Tatum jersey. You are a Celtics fan no, for tonight. He's, so. <laughs> he's a, a Lakers fan. That's the thing. No, 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 no. Let's correct you. Let's let's get this right. Hold on, hold on. Let's get this right. I am a Knicks fan, but I am supporting the Lakers because of LeBron James. The the Wade jersey because I mean the Heat jersey because of Dwayne Wade. That's it. Leaving it like that. Okay, okay. My apologies. <laughs> my my apologies. My apologies. We don't need another spike. We don't need another Spike Lee on the show now. So we don't need that right now. <laughs> you, you you a Knicks fan? Unfortunately, I'm a Knicks fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have an unnatural. It's all good. You have an unnatural allegiance to losers. All right, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jalen Brunson, so that's a high right there for the Knicks. That's a high for the Knicks. He's not a man. What was wrong with you? (laughs) Not been getting at me ever since last year, so I got to take it because there's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can say. I mean, I got no comeback for I got nothing. I got nothing for so you got this now. It's all love at the end of the day. I know it's all love, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping because as much as I I do support the Celtics, I like what they're doing. I think they're a great team, but there is a part of me. There's a small part of me that's like, I hope they fall. You know, I'm just gonna hope they fall because Matt's feeling a little too good over there. I don't like it. I don't like. The thing, the thing about Celtic fans, we we'll always stay quiet. We don't even talk no trash or anything. We we'll just let the record speak for itself, and we lead by example. Unless you're all not Celtic being. fans right here. But speaking of, <laughs> she gonna talk some shit. Now. <laughs> 
What do I say? I don't say anything. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, the Celtics um have a two and one record last week. Um, you know, the first game um last week was against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which we all would know that the Oklahoma City Thunder is really legit. Uh was a pretty good ass kicking um, you know, the first three quarters and everything. But, you know, in terms of the fourth quarter, you know, the Celtics wildly late and all that. So it was all it was too late for the Celtics to beat the Thunder. Uh Thunder beat the Celtics one twenty seven to one twenty three. um I'm going to you, Jones Force. What did you see in Boston's loss? Uh what takeaways do you have for Boston versus Thunder and how the Celtics lost? That game. So, like you said, um, for the first three quarters, it was OKC, the whole first three quarters. And then um, Boston made a run towards the end. But when you look at the whole thing of the game, um, one thing that Boston usually does when they beat teams and why they beat teams is they dominate in a lot of these areas. One, three-pointers. They lost the three-point battle that day to OKC, and I think that was a huge part of them losing um and turnovers. You they usually win the turnover battle. They're usually great at that because Boston is a great defensive team. But they just wasn't able to stop um G uh SG and, and Giddy. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they 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 got off. Um and usually when Boston comes to play, even whether it's on the road or on or at home, they play I mean, everybody comes to play. It's usually you see a great group effort. In that game, it was only uh, Porzingis, number one, because Porzingis was on fire. And then uh, Tatum got in there, here and there, mainly towards the end of the game. Um, and I think Tatum, I mean, not Tatum, um, uh, Brown was below 20. I think he had like 16 or something like that. I forgot what it was, but... He didn't really come to play. White didn't really come to play. A lot of guys didn't really come to play until that fourth quarter. So um, with a team like OKC, you got to bring it all four quarters. You got to you got to give it because that's a young team that got talent and they they got energy and they got um, they, they've been around. They've been together for a little while. So that chemistry is getting better and better and better and better. So that what I in a seven game series, I'd pick Boston to win that series just because of the experience and talent and defense and stuff. But in that game specifically, um, yeah, the, the Boston just didn't bring it that that game. And OKC did. They hit the threes, turnover battle, and they played better. Uh, uh, Celtic didn't play their best defensive game like they usually do. So that was my takeaway from that game. But it was an overall great game. Overall great game. Facts about that. Thank you so much, Jones, for that. Um, Nat, same question. Uh, takeaways and recaps of the Thunder beating the Celtics. Uh, what did you see in terms of on the Boston side? JB went all of eight from three. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, at that game, he had 15 points and he went all of eight from three. If JB makes three of them, you know, this is a different uh, game. They would have given themselves more than a chance, and it, it, it could swing the other way. They lost by four points. You know, um, Drew Holiday, he was two of five from three, took eight shots. He was two of eight 
total negative 15, uh, you know, uh, for the whole game. You know, if he scores three more points, this gets up to, even gets up to his average, when I think it's about, what, about 12 or 13 points, I think he's average, something like that. If he just gets there, this is a different conversation. It'd be a close game, but the Celtics win. But the main thing is JB missed all eight of those of those threes. Unbelievable. Um, then you start to start looking at, you know, OKC, 45 points from three, Boston, 37%. Uh, field goals, you know, they were, um, so Boston, to me, didn't shoot enough. They, got, they were 42 of 92. OKC was 48 of 91. Somebody's not shooting enough. You know, they're, they're, you're not getting up enough shots. I don't think that's enough shots right. in a game, a team like that, you know. Um, I don't think Drew Holiday shoots enough, to be honest with you. And I think they get, they're going to have to figure that part out, you know, because he they're going to need him. You're mm-hmm. going to need Holiday. Um, he's a guy that, that one of the biggest reasons why they're doing so well this year is a, is a, lo- a lot has to do with Drew Holiday. Yep. Because he never gets too high. He never gets too low. He is always just right. And he settles the offense. He gets guys into the offense. He, he gets guys in their right spots. He's not doing too much. But there's going to come a time when your point guard, you're going to need him to give you about 15, you know, e- efficiently. You know, and it's going to have to be Drew Holiday. So this game, he gave you seven. I mean, you know, he gave you seven, five, and seven, I believe. Seven assists is great, you know. But it needs to be about, in, in those games, especially when you're going against a West Coast team, high-powered offense like that, um, solid defensive team too. It needs to be about 15 points. If these things happen, this is a different conversation mm-hmm. where, you know, this is a close game that they win. Guys, this just didn't perform. JT played very well, actually. He shot damn near 50% from the field. He only took five threes that whole game and he had a good shooting night. He had a double-double, you know, I believe JT had 10 rebounds, which he's a phenomenal rebounder. You know, he had 30 Excuse me, not 10. He had 30, 13 rebounds, eight assists, one steal. You know, um, he had a great game. Yeah. You know, um, he's a hell of a rebounder. And then Christoph Rosinius was just cooking. Mm. He's such a cheat code, you know, on this team. 34, 10, and two with three blocks. He does everything. And that's what people left out, you know, when they were talking about Christophs and on other teams. He does everything. You just need to get him on the right team so you can see it and you can showcase it. The Boston Celtics are the right team. Um, I, I don't mind this loss so much because I can see and we can all see where they messed up, you know, and you, you go 0 of 8 from 3 being the number 2. We got to talk about some things, you know, so you only have, you know, what's it, 8 shots or 5 shots for Drew Holiday. You need a few more, buddy. You need to get at least 10 shots sometimes. Yeah figure out what that is on the road. I would have hoped he would have taken at least 13 shots and he didn't. So there's, there's just some things you can go to that you can clearly see they're going to clean up next time. So, you know, they lost by four. This was a great game and a great test for them. Um, And I think the next time that they meet, I think Boston will win. 
<clears throat> oh yeah, oh uh, for sure. Um yeah, it was just, you know, one of those games that like, you know, Boston just been on a win streak and then you just kind of figured that they was going to lose to some team and then yeah. it happened to be the OKC Thunder, who is a really good team with SGA and Giddy leaving the charge and also J-Dub too mm-hmm. as well. Um, but in terms of just, you know, taking it out on people and stuff. So the next game, Boston took it out on the Utah Jazz. I, I felt bad for, you know, Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington that was in attendance, was trying to play a little jazz song, and Boston, <laughs> Boston just tore up the trombones and the tuba and everything, unfortunately, with Danny Ainge in attendance and Will Hardy, so that was actually kind of sweet just to see the ass-kicking that the Utah Jazz <laughs> got. But 126-97, to 97, Boston Celtics just... Completely dominated and took their uh took it out on the Utah Jazz. Unfortunately, Jazz, what did you see in this game that Boston did really well? I think basically like what I said with um OKC, they did against the Jazz. All the things that they didn't do right in the OKC game, they got done right. They hit, they won the three point battle. They won the rebounding. They won the tour. Um, I but actually they might have won the turnover battle in that one. I'm not sure if it was that one or another game. Um, but yeah, they, like you said, they took it out. They took that loss from OKC out on, Lost on the Lost 12 turnovers and, uh, uh, Utah 18. So they didn't win the turnover battle. Right. Okay. So I, I'm, it was one of the games that the Celtics lost the turnover battle. I forgot which game that was. Um, but all the, all the areas that they needed to win the, that area, I mean, in that, in those important areas, they did. All the guy, if I'm not mistaken, it was they had five or six guys in double digits in that game. Uh, JB and JT both had 30 plus. Like that's what you need. You need everybody to show up to and and participate. Um, everybody's going to get a participation trophy if you actually participate. That's what uh, a good team like the Boston Celtics need on a consistent basis, and that's why they're the best team because they're doing it on a consistent basis. They're getting these bad teams out of there, like the Jazz. And that's what you're supposed to do when you got... When you put a team like this, you make a trade like you did. And now I agree with with Nat, especially with Drew Holiday. He's got to get some more shots. He's got to be a little bit more aggressive. Now it's still... We're not all the way at half point yet. And he's a, he is a little bit older. So maybe he's saving it for the the end of the road or the playoffs. But... I would I would definitely agree that he does need to be a little bit more aggressive, especially towards that end of the season, so he can get, flow into the playoffs and everybody's on point. <clears throat> Facts right there. Uh, Nat, uh, same to you. Uh, takeaways that you've seen uh, Boston in this. Uh, I, I'm just going to say a landslide right there. I, there's no other word just to say, but a landslide. What did you see with Boston's victory? Yeah, I mean, you know, I talked a little bit about Drew Holiday the last uh, game not getting enough shots. Lo and behold, um, Drew shot six of eight. So this is not the thing. So this is the thing. He shot the same, actually. So it's not that he shot more. It was more efficient. efficient. So he was two or three from three. He was a plus 22. Uh, No free throws. He was six of eight from the field, but he got 14 points, six and six rebounds. So... That 14 points, it's like, again, you go back to that other game, seven more points would have helped mm-hmm. a hell of a lot more 
you know, that him just happened seven. And there you go, 14 points for Drew Holiday. Christos Rozingas really didn't need to go off, 19, 5, and 2. Uh, Jalen Brown didn't need to go off, 13, 3, and 5. And then 10 points for White, 7, and 3. And then here we go, JT, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. He did everything, one block, one steal. You know, so he, he, was, he only had one turnover as well. And he was a plus 34, mm. you know. So, and that's, am I mistaken, or is that the highest? That's the highest yeah, on, on the team, you know, uh, for that game. This was just a, a game where the Utah Jazz, they are uh, unmatched. You, you can't, you, you're not going to be able to play with the Boston Celtics, yeah. you know. It's just not a good matchup, you know, for Utah. Uh, Utah has very good players. Yeah, I do like, um, you know, Collins. I think he's solid. You know, mm-hmm. he's a nice compliment to, to someone's star. You know, um, you know, but he's solid, you know, Colin Sexton, he's good. You know, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, on a good team, you know, he's going to be able to get a lot of shots up because yeah. of the attention that someone else is is getting. He, he can he can connect, you know, and then we all know about Lori Markman, you know, um, the last two seasons. He's been a different person, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it goes to show you that it matters where you get drafted and where you end up you know, a few years later in your career. Yep. You got to get yep. on a team that knows who you are and lets you blossom and shows you things that maybe you did not know. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. Lori Markin, and you get in Utah, he can just run, he can go. You're thinking that this man is a five, he's showing you that he's uh, a little bit more yep. of that read four, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what you have. Wonderful story with Lori Markin. Um, But this team is, uh, they just unmatched. It's okay. They're not there yet, you know, but this was a game that Boston, you know, I didn't see them losing, you know. Um, they played very well defensively. They played well, but, you know, they were supposed to win, right. if we're being honest. They just were supposed to take care of business, and that's what they did uh, by 30. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Colin Calhoun, I hope you're listening to this. The bus is going to be coming for you, too, as well. His name is Jason Tatum. He is going to be gunning for you, and he's going to prove you wrong this season. I cannot wait to see your face, Colin Calhoun, you know, at the <laughs> end of the season right here. So shout out to Colin Calhoun. <laughs> so speaking of which, um, you know, they uh, are traveling to Indiana as they got the Indiana Pacers. And last time, the Indiana Pacers beat the Celtics in the in-season tournament. At the same time, the Celtics did put up the season high in points, 155, 157 points against the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton, unfortunately, though. But Tyrese Halliburton is playing here. So, uh, and the Celtics, even though the tournament was, was very, very off, you know, they had like 15, 16 turnovers, but they still pick up the victory 118 to 101. And JB finding his groove with 30 plus points, along with Jason Tatum, who's been really good um, as of last week, too, as well. Uh, Jones, what did you see in this game uh, for Boston um, on their side in that victory against the Pacers? Can't stop JB. And that boy is something else. He what he had eight threes or something like that. I mean, he was going off. Um, just a continuation of what he's been doing. Um, that Pacers team, like when you when you match up with a Pacers team like that, you know you're going to get some high scoring points, and you know your defense is going to have to be on point. Like when you go up against a good team, a team like that, 
your defense really got to be on point because they got scores. They got um, Tyler. Um, I can't never say his last name. Halliburton, um, who can get everybody open. He's leading the league in assists. He's doing amazing at that. They don't play no defense, but the Celtics knew what they was getting themselves in because they already had, like you said, they already had dealt with them early in the season and lost to them in the in a um, in the tournament. So. Um, I think they figured out what they were going to do with them this time around. Um, they were a little bit, it seemed like they were a little bit more aggressive and not letting, um, Tyler Hansborough and I can't, I never said it's goddamn right. Halliburton, um, Halliburton, Halliburton get off like he did last game. Um, so I think that was part of the key, slowing him down, not, not letting him get into a groove and letting him get everybody involved, uh, which is still hard because that even when he's not, on fire they're on fire um but uh shout out to the celtics they they locked up they played especially towards that fourth quarter that towards the end that's when they started to pull away because it was kind of close um throughout the game but they started pulling away towards the end uh but mainly because of that defense and jb just being jb he's i mean when he's on fire he's one of those like just there ain't nothing you can do put your hand up it don't matter what you do, he's gonna hit it. So uh, when he's on fire, he's on fire, and he just had one of those games. You talking about JT? For um, sure, for sure, for sure. I kept saying Jones. JB, JT. Sorry, JT. Okay, got it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, uh, what's your takeaways um, for the Celtics' victory against the Pacers? And then just talk about just the duo of Tatum and Brown. If they score over 25, 30-plus points a game, I mean, that's just dangerous already for them to score that high. And then also a high possibility of them winning the games too as well as the, ta- as the tandem. So what's your takeaways against the Pacers? So the Pacers are a very uh, good offensive team led by uh Halliburton who's hell of a point guard you know um if you watched him in Sacramento you knew that he was good and you knew that he just needed his team you know to showcase his talent and his ability um I guess people call him the new CP3 I like him better than CP3 um you'll never you'll never get much you know uh praise with me when it comes to CP3 uh ever you know, but uh, Tyrese Halliburton is a very good uh, point guard. He's only going to get better as well. I know y'all see y'all laughing, um, <laughs> but he's going to get better. You know, but they none of them had it going this game uh, in Indiana. It, it was just terrible game for all of them. If you just go down seventeen six and seven with five steals from Halliburton, I did like that. You know, but. He had he was a negative fourteen, five of seventeen, you know, from the field. He missed uh seven threes and shot nine of them. So he was two of nine from the from the three. Aaron Nesmith, zero of seven, zero of five from uh Miles Turner, three of ten for Buddy Hill. They were shooting up threes, were not making them. You know, um, it was a terrible game, you know, for them. They were not gonna win this game. Uh you and you could just clearly see, you know, all Boston has to do is just you know, just put the hammer down and say, all right, we're, we're, we're going to play our game now. And they did, you know, then J, JT, when JT passed those games where he's shooting efficiently from three and he's shooting over 10 threes and he's making 50% of them or more, 
he's getting close to 40, 50 points. Every time. You know, touch it or it's, it's getting real close. In this game, he had 38, 13, and 6. So he he was on. He was 8 of 13 from 3, only 4 free throws, and he only made 2 of them. This was not a free throw game for him. You know, and he was 14 of 23 from the field in general, and he was a plus 19, second highest to, who's this, Derek White. You know, Derek White wasn't really needed. Seven points, five rebounds. Drew Holiday, eight and six and five. And then Jalen Brown, 31. You know, uh, he bounced back more in this one, 31, four and one. Uh, He was scoring in this one. You know, he was 13 of 20. So he was getting shots up. They have to get their shots up. And this is also a game where KP only played six minutes. You know, you got knocked in the eye. Aaron Nesmith does something every damn game versus Boston where he's, he's hitting somebody. You know, because he's really upset, you know, that he's in Indiana. He didn't want to go, you know, so he wanted to stay in Boston. He couldn't. So I get it. He's really pissed <laughs> off. Someone hurt every game from Aaron Nesmith. He's got to calm down, you know. Um, but, yeah, this was a great game. Uh, another game they should win, <laughs> you know. I'm going to continue to say it. They should have won this game. And I'm 118 to 101 and won by 17. So um, great game um, all around. Also, I do yeah, want, shout out to uh, Aaron Neesmith. Do want to say what? really quick shout out to Al Horford. I, I forgot to uh, say him as well. He was off the bench with ten, seven, and eight. That 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 is excellent numbers for your uh, veteran big off the bench. So his uh, efforts do not go unnoticed. So a lot of what they're doing and the the wins that they have, you have got to give uh, credit and love to Al Horford. Absolutely, Coop. Could we see Al Hofer in the six man of the year category by the end of the season? You will not. Yeah, they won't do it. You will not. He's not that kind of player. Um, what he does is just a veteran presence and he he's a utility guy. Um, six man of the year goes to that high powered guy who can be a starter, but he's just on the bench. You're looking at a Malik Monk. Yeah. You know, that kind of kind of guy you know that's a that's a six man somebody that can come in and give you 20 you know and just change the pace you know you, you're like damn he could start but he doesn't so uh al is good way where he's at but yeah that's that's for somebody else gotcha i just wanted just to ask right there shout out to al holford definitely shout out to aaron neesman for doing that poster dunk on Daryl white unfortunately yep he had eight points so great poster dunk for aaron neesman and all that so that's it's it's I good like it's too. good okay it's like good it. but um yeah i do he's 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 feisty. He he's is. feisty. I like him, I like but got to calm down, though. I mean, he's an Indiana. <laughs> he got he's got to calm down. But, you he's know, it is what it is, though. So <laughs> he probably is. He probably is. And then we got to get Nat kind of just wild up one day with uh, Chris Paul in a Celtics uniform at the end of his career. Oh, oh I can't she wait loved that. I can't wait to see Nat's face. Oh, she loved that. Oh, she would. Oh, she would love it. She would love it. <laughs> so, the next, the next set of games, uh, for the Boston Celtics, um, they have the Indiana Pacers again, um, after the Pacers. Then they go to, uh, they be back at home. They go up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then they have to go out, um, this Thursday at the Milwaukee Bucks, which I can't really, which I can't wait for. And then on 
this Saturday, they have the Houston Walkers back at home. Uh, Jones, I'll start with you. Which game are you looking forward to? And, like, <laughs> what do you see? That, what's the expectation for the Celtics the next couple games? Um, so you said they got Pacers tonight, Timberwolves, uh, Bucks, and then Houston? Wednesday. Okay. Um, yep. The one that's most interesting to me is the Timberwolves game because the Timberwolves are for real. They're for real, for real. Now, I most would think I would say the Bucks. If you guys know, watch me and that. Um, I've been mm-hmm. riding with the Bucks, but I might just have to jump off that train. I, I, I might have to just jump off that train. They ain't looking. They second in the East, but it's not a pretty, pretty sight the way they they win in these games. It's because it's the East. It's a weak east um kind of and they ain't playing no damn defense they ain't winning sh- they're not winning nothing with that defense and Giannis literally have to doing everything for that team um so i would go with the with the timberwolves um game being the most interesting because the timberwolves are serious they're they're playing real good basketball everybody's playing chemistry uh playing good looks like they got g- great chemistry uh, Edwards is doing his thing. Uh, the two bigs is doing what it, their thing. Um, uh, what the heck is his name? Uh, Cat. Cat is out there proving to people that not only is he the one of the best shooting big men, but he's still he's getting down there on the block and, and punishing guys as well and, and getting boards and stuff. So I like that. Um, I think that's a good matchup. Did, you guys definitely played before, and I want to say the Timberwolves won. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they won. They won, right? They so did. yeah, that I, I think that's going to be Definitely. a. Not, where is this one? Yep. At? Is this in Boston or home? Is home? It home? Okay, so I'll give Boston the edge because it's home. But if it was in Minnesota, I think I might give the Minnesota Timberwolves um the edge. So I think through another tricky one, I'll say is the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets is a tricky team. Not saying that y'all y'all won't beat them. Y'all not the better team. But Houston Rockets have been giving every good team work. Like everybody. They they show up to every game. They don't win them all, but they show up. I I really like this Houston Rockets team right now. I think that's a sneaky game to watch out. You probably win that game, but I, that's a that's a game to watch out for. Yeah, when it comes to um, I like that. When it comes to this this week in these slated games, you know, um the Mil Mil the Milwaukee Bucks are ass. <laughs> I think she was going we, we have to at some point be honest about that. They're absolutely ass. Um <laughs> it's not a good team. I don't give a damn how much everyone loves Giannis. The team is ass. They can't stop a hard car. They they're fraudulent and everyone knows this they are absolute crackety ass fucking bad collectively um you will win a lot of games with Giannis you're absolutely gonna win a lot of games with Giannis he is phenomenal you're going to win a lot of games but there are some games like let's take a good damn look at tonight right uh, oh, look at that. They caught back up. They were down 30 points. 
to the Utah Jazz God, tonight. Dang. And now they're only down eight. So that means they are trying their, their damnedest yeah, to catch up going to crazy. the all <laughs> fucking jazz. Yeah, it's, it's they are show. trying their damnedest to catch up to Utah. I and they were at home down thirty. You guys got to get off that damn train, man. I don't know what's wrong with you, uh, you I know. Don't. But Chris Middleton's been playing, I'm and it hasn't mattered. Not at all. Damian Lillard has been playing. It has not mattered. You know why? Because they forgot the problem with that team wasn't Drew Holiday. It wasn't. It was the fact. That Chris Middleton was not the same player from two and three years ago. So you get rid of your defensive present to get a motherfucker that can't stop a pole. <laughs> yep. What what sense did that make? Those threes are good, you know, until they're not falling. And then you say, hey, Dane, can you stick defense? And then I ain't here for all of that. And then you wonder why a closing point guard, you know, has fucking 50. So... <laughs> The Milwaukee Bucks, I could care less about that game, all right? Because if Milwaukee wins, it means jack shit. It doesn't mean anything. And when they lose, and when they lose, and they probably will, who gives a shit? Because that they're not the problem for Boston. That is not their problem. You, They clearly know who they're going to be. They're not going to play defense, you know, and... Giannis is going to have to do everything, which is what you guys said he wouldn't have to do when they got Dane. Lo and behold, he's doing everything, and he's killing himself. Chris Middleton has been okay. He has not been Chris Middleton of three years ago. Yeah. Brooke Lopez, he has his moments. He is still 35, 36 years old. Yep. You can't lean on him. Jokes aside, they are in trouble. Yeah. Okay, And if they play the Miami Heat, Again, I promise you they're going to lose. Yep. I cannot express to you how I know they're going to lose. I'm taking that bet. I want every Bucks fan to, to DM me so we can lock in that bet. Because I promise you, you're not winning that series. And if you play us, just sit the fuck down. Because we're, we're going we're gonna to pick you up and drop you right on your head. You're not going to win that. Okay, so that Bucks game, I can less about. Now, moving on. To the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a game that I like. You know, um, I really like the Minnesota Timberwolves. I've liked them for years. Why? Because I'm a cat fan. You know, I've been a cat fan for a long time since he's been in the league. I, I think he's a joy to watch. You know, when he calms down and he plays smart, he is he is fun because because big men can't move like that. A lot of big men can't. You know, he what he does is special. You know, and I don't want that to get lost in his emotion. You know, what he does is still special. He just has to calm down sometimes. Um, but when it comes to the Timberwolves, they're getting it. It's clicking, you know. Um, Rudy Gobert, it was a great trade. That's what you're seeing. Finally. Sometimes it's time to get to get going and for people to get acclimated to each other. And that's what you're seeing. You know, uh, Anthony Edwards is ascending. Rudy Gobert is a hell of a defensive player. And Cat is a hell of a big man. And that's just seeing. And it's, and it's a wonderful thing to see with Minnesota because they deserve that success. And I really hope they continue to have a high seed mm -hmm. because they deserve it. Yep. No more seventh seed, eighth seed. Please get yourselves top four yep. so you can have home court advantage, you know, and have something to look forward yes. to. Um, when the Boston Celtics play them, they have to attack Cat as much as I love him. You have to attack 
Anthony Towns. His strengths, I understand that man's weaknesses. You have to attack him because he'll jump and bite at everything. That is who he is naturally. He is going to continue to try to block everything, body you up. Sometimes his body doesn't get square enough where it should with someone. And nine times out of ten, you will get that call. They yeah. do not ta- attack Cat enough in that game. And I couldn't understand and, that because it's kind of like barbecue chicken when he's out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, play under control, you know, don't, no crazy shots. Stop leaving people open for three. That game specifically, Jalen Brown was leaving. Uh, I forgot his name, but he's a good McDaniels, I think. McDaniels, McDaniels. yeah. Oh, he was, yes, he mm-hmm. left him open for three multiple times. And honestly, that really killed it for them because he was going to help when he didn't need to. Stay home on your guys. Mm-hmm. And this should be a fun game, but Boston should win by at least six to eight. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Of which my mic drop right there. Um <laughs> recording about the bugs right there. Uh I, I can't I coming. can't even go after this one right here. But <laughs> I, I I I was just like ready for it. She called out the equipment manager, she had called out everybody, even the popcorn lady over there. So but uh <laughs> so the Timberwolves is the game I'm definitely looking forward to as well. Like I expect Boston to play a lot better. I know Anthony Edwards is that dude, and he's really good. He's going to get his points. Do not let Jaden McDaniels get 20-plus points like Nat said. Please attack Anthony Towns at all times. Like It's so ridiculous. And then against the Bucks, I mean, that should be an easy game right there for the Boston Celtics to uh, keep bringing that statement against the Bucks. And then against the Houston Walkers, Jones, you said they're a very sneaky team. They are a very sneaky team with Flair Van Fleet, Jalen Green, and Dylan Brooks and all of them. I know Sangoon should be in the All-Star Reserve. He is so good. He is so good. But I think Boston will beat them probably by a couple points and all that. Now, if if I will put a bet on which game that they probably could lose to, possibly Minnesota, though. But like I said, like we don't really know exactly how they're going to go because, like I said, Boston could play to the level of their competition at some points in the game. The third quarter is always a lot messy for Boston. They play great the first half. Third quarter, it goes to complete shit, and they have to readjust themselves in the fourth quarter out of nowhere. So we just have to wait and see. We got to do a better job of controlling the ball because we had like 10 plus turnovers the past three games. That's not really good for Boston. I see them get like eight to nine turnovers total in a game. So they just got to do a better job controlling the ball and everything. So, but Jones, we really appreciate you being a guest on Celtics Rewind. Um, where can where the people can find you at? Uh, you guys can find me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, YouTube, and TikTok, um, at Jones and Four Sports. Um, just how I said it, uh, Jones, possibly M, Four Sports, and like I said, all, all, all platforms on social media. And thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate 
Hey, no problem at all. You know, like we invite every NBA fan to Celtics we want because we want to see if they're actually all Celtic fans inside the closet and all that. Even though you're a Knicks fan, you know, and also a LeBron fan and all that. We're going to be talking after the show about this. We need to change you to the green over here. So, yes, this is episode 11 of the Celtics we want. I'll trade you the franchise. She's not the GDL. That's Joe for Joe's and for sports. Yes. And we'll see y'all later. Yeah, Peace, y'all. <laughs>